The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Where else would you rather be than right here, right now? Let's go, Buffalo! Welcome to the Circling the Wagons podcast, a podcast discussing the Bills all year round with interviews, news, recaps, and insightful fan discussion. Most times. Here's your host and lifelong Bills fan, Nate. Hey, Bills fans, welcome to another episode of Circling the Wagons, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. Thank you so much for joining us right as free agency kicks off. I hope that you're all staying safe out there, and hopefully this episode will help you think about the Bills and other exciting things to, you know, kind of take your mind off of other bigger things happening in the world right now. But today is the first day of the legal tampering period in the NFL, where, per the NFL states, teams are permitted to contact and enter into contract negotiations with the certified agents of players who will become unrestricted free agents upon the expiration of their 2019 player contracts at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on March 18th. So I thought it'd be a good time to get Matthew Fairburn of The Athletic on to talk everything Bills, including free agency, the NFL draft, key players to watch, and of course, the coronavirus and its effect on sports in general and, and potentially the NFL. So please note that we talked on Thursday afternoon, and since then, a lot of things have happened in sports and the world. So please keep that in mind. It was Amazing to talk to him, and I hope you enjoy our conversation as we delve into a bunch of different Bills topics. So we will also do a couple of giveaways after the interview, so stay tuned till then. But without further ado, Matthew Fairburn of The Athletic. He is a staff writer for The Athletic Buffalo, covering the Bills all year round, and is also the co-host for the Buffalo Beat podcast with Joe Biscalia. I'd like to welcome Matthew Fairburn back to the podcast. Matthew, it is great to have you on again. How are you? Oh, I'm doing well. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, appreciate it. So first things first, have you heard any rumors or rumblings as of late around one Bills drive as far as players the Bills might be interested in or positions that they are prioritizing this free agency period? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. The, these last few weeks, you, you hear a lot of things starting around the time of the combine in terms of, you know, what their plans might be or what the market might be for some players. I think 
you know, the spots that you look at that, that make sense for the Bills are, you know, both lines, offensive line and defensive line. Two spots, I think, where they'd like to continue to add depth uh, and continue to add competition to, you know, the, the starting spots, especially if free agency goes the way it looks like it might, where they lose some of their own guys. Shaq Lawson, Jordan Phillips, Quentin Spain, all, you know, scheduled to become free agents. You saw them sign Josh Norman, uh, perhaps a bit of a contingency plan in case Kevin Johnson gets away in free agency. I, I think those are the spots to look at because when you look at, you know, wide receiver is clearly a, a need for this team and something that they recognize, but look at the free agent wide receiver class and you're kind of reaching to find a guy that you feel like can really, uh, you know, be the answer for your football team as opposed to what everybody considers a historically good wide receiver draft, a really, really deep group with a lot of talented prospects. So it's about them figuring out which needs they want to attack in free agency, which they want to attack in the draft. And, and like I said, I think, you know, up front on both sides of the ball, you could see some free agent additions. Linebacker is another one. Um, you know, Kyler Fackrell is a name that's that's popped up. Joe and I have discussed a little bit. Um, you know, Joe Haig is another, you know, an offensive lineman that we've talked about. But um, still, there's a lot of uncertainty. There's extra uncertainty now with not knowing, you know, how the coronavirus is going to impact the timeline of all of this. And a lot of teams are kind of in a holding pattern, not to mention the new CBA is still kind of up in the air, uh, whether it'll get completed before uh, the start of free agency. So there's a lot of moving parts uh, to whether, you know, this will all start on time and what it will all look like, not to mention uh, the fact that, you know, there's the usual uh, hysteria of free agency to begin with, right? The, uh, the, the, the frantic pace of signings and things like that. So it's, it's going to be an interesting few days here in the NFL. So, I mean, as far as the coronavirus goes, I mean, this is, it's like the biggest topic in the news right now. The NBA just suspended their season as a player was found to have coronavirus. Um, other sports are considering doing the same. Um, as a reporter, what are your thoughts on the headlines of coronavirus and could it affect, you know, I mean, we mentioned free agency. I mean, could it affect like players traveling to see other teams or maybe even affect the draft, training camp or the regular season if it continues to spread? Yeah, it's it's insane. I mean, uh, you know, obviously I preface all of this by saying I am not a medical expert uh, and don't have all the answers in terms of, you know, there's a lot of really smart people uh, handling this that that know more than me in terms of um, the actual virus and, you know, the risks associated with it. But from how it's affecting sports, it's everything is moving so, so fast. And I think when you see leagues like the NBA and, you know, as we're talking right now, I mean, as we're talking, by the time this gets posted, there'll probably be other leagues that have canceled things, but um, various college basketball tournaments are getting canceled right now. You know, some conferences are canceling all spring sports. The NFL has been pretty quiet at, you know, as of, you know, this, this recording, I think, you know, there's a report out there that, um, you know, NFL teams are going to be asking employees to work from home. But, you know, right now the bills are down at the Clemson Pro Day. They've got a handful of coaches. They've got their general manager, their assistant general manager down at Clemson's Pro Day. Uh, they're going to have to travel back, uh, presumably, or 
Maybe they have plans to go to another pro day. That's where this is going to directly impact the NFL. Fortunately for the NFL, the regular season, training camp, all of that is months away. Everything that could potentially impact the NFL calendar, they have plenty of flexibility. You know, maybe this eats into the off-season program in some way. They can live with that. I know some coaches will get, you know, stressed out about it and, you know, they're already complaining about lack of practice time, but let's face it, they can do without those spring practices. We've seen it in lockout years and everything else, so that shouldn't be a huge problem. If they have to push free agency back, you know, that's not the end of the world either. Uh, there's, you have to consider the fact that while you can do a lot of this remotely in terms of, you know, a lot of this is done over the phone and, you know, players terms are agreed upon over the phone. You can sign a contract, you know, you know, over remotely as well. But when you're bringing in guys to get physicals and kind of confirm all this and get things shored up, that's where it gets a little bit tricky. You're also in the middle of, like I mentioned, pro day season where you have tons of scouts out on the road bouncing from school to school. And, you know, clearly, you know, not the um, not the, the most safe situation for for those people as we talk about the spread of this virus. And then there's prospects coming into, you know, various facilities for pre-draft visits. And so uh, there's a lot to consider here for the NFL, even though the stakes aren't quite as high as they are for other sports that are, you know, in the middle of their seasons and getting ready for the postseason. Um, in the background right now, I have on the, the Players' Championship, and they're giving a press conference on uh, the state of things. It sounds like the PGA is going to be, um, you know, impacted by this fairly significantly. The NFL calendar at least is in a spot where they have some flexibility. Obviously, the big event a lot of people will wonder about is the draft, and having a large in-person gathering like that um, doesn't seem to be wise, but it's at the end of April, so they still have some some time to figure that out. It's it's a lot. It's uh it's a crazy. Uh, it's been a crazy couple of days. It feels like yesterday, in a span of six hours, we had a couple weeks worth of news. So it's uh, things have been moving fast, and it's it's certainly unlike anything uh, I've ever seen. You know, covering or even following sports in my life. Wow, it's it's crazy that this that this potential pandemic could uh, affect so many when really it wasn't it wasn't thought to be that big of a deal to begin with and now sports i mean i've never seen anything like it um from from my standpoint and uh, it, we, like you said when when the time of this this podcast actually gets posted in a couple of days it so much more could change because i feel like so much has changed within the last you know 24 hour news cycle that uh um you know we could be talking about you know i just saw that the redskins and um another team was it the cowboys Redskins and the Buccaneers have banned travel for coaches and scouts due to the coronavirus. So yeah, um, the Jets are pulling their scouts and coaches off the road for the foreseeable future. And I think what you'll find is that you know it's like I said, they're fortunate that they're in this period of the calendar where yes, you know they'll tell you about the importance of pro days and the pre-draft visits and how crucial that is to the process. But let's face it, they could probably do the draft tomorrow. Um, online and these these teams would make you know as good of decisions as they would have made uh, a couple months from now Uh, i think this some of it is overkill and so i think you're seeing the it's wise for some of these teams to be you know erring on the side of caution 
uh, extreme caution rather than, you know, ending up in a situation where, I don't know, you see what happened, you know, with the Utah Jazz. And I think that, you know, sparks a, a lot of people, uh, wakes a lot of people up to, to what could happen here. So um, the NFL is fortunate to, to be in a, a spot where um, they're not dealing with, you know, all these leagues have to make decisions where a lot of money is on the line, which shouldn't be the number one factor, but it always creeps into decision making with these big businesses. And the NFL doesn't really stand to lose a lot of money from the decisions they're making here in the next couple of months, other than the draft. But even that is such a TV event. And the NFL is such a TV league, too. Uh, you know, you forget that some of these leagues rely on the gate, you know, the attendance, uh, the NHL's salary cap is partially dependent on the revenue generated from attendance. Whereas the NFL relies so much on the TV revenue that um, they're in a bit more stable of a, a place than some of these other leagues. Oh, very interesting. Appreciate your insight on that. Um, getting back to the original topic of free agency. Um, if, if you're Brandon Bean, what will the main selling point be to potential free agents? Will it be the fact that the Bills made the postseason last year, the culture, Josh Allen, or is it something else? I think it's it's a mix of everything. Uh, I think you can sell guys. I think you've probably already heard the sales pitch. Um, Sean McDermott at the Combine talking, you know, on various national appearances that he made, you know, talking about if you come to Buffalo, you'll be the best version of yourself. Uh, you know, showing how, you know, what they've been able to do with some free agents and guys in the draft and, and seeing how guys have enjoyed it since they've, you know, gotten here. And ultimately, you know, in free agency, we can make a lot about, you know, how tough it is to recruit guys to Buffalo or why guys would want to go to a certain team over another one. And there's a lot that goes into that. There's, you know, certain places are going to be more attractive to live the warmer weather climates the the big cities the places with no state income tax you know all of those things factor in but a lot of times the tiebreakers are i mean number one if you're willing to offer a good amount of money above what somebody else is offering you're going to get the guy that you want more times than not and the other thing is if you win football games perception changes uh, it's easier to go to a place like Buffalo or Green Bay if they're winning than it is if those franchises are, you know, also losing and they're not in a preferred, um, you know, locale for some of these free agents. So I think if you're Brandon Bean and you're, you're pitching, you know, Buffalo to a free agent, you're, you're talking about what you've built. You're talking about the culture and the, and the fact that things are on the upswing and that should be the main pitch and that, you know, you can, uh, you know, they've done a good job, I think, of staying true to the idea that it doesn't matter what a guy is paid or where he's drafted, that they're going to play the best guys and get the most out of those guys. And I think that should be attractive to the right type of free agent, the type of guy who wants to live in Miami or, you know, is attracted to an only warm weather place. That's probably not a guy that they want anyways. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think it all kind of, it's all about finding those right fits. And I think they've done a good job, uh, Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean, since they got here of making it a more attractive place for free agents to sign. It's still not, you know, a guy doesn't hit free agency and think, man, this is my chance. Now I can get to Buffalo. But once you pitch him and get him in the door and, you know, talk about what's going on, 
and open up your checkbook, then, you know, you, you have a shot to get some of these guys. So I think there's a lot of factors that go into it, but they've proven to be pretty good uh, at, at recruiting and, and signing free agents and, you know, getting the most out of some of those guys. They haven't been perfect, but, but they've gotten some, uh, some good value out of free agents over the last few years. So you've, you've talked to a lot of the guys in the locker room um, in different teams, especially within the Bills. You know, that this whole thing about, you know, becoming the best version of yourself that Sean McDermott says, I mean, I, money aside and everything like that, does, does that actually resonate with players? I mean, especially because these aren't players that are right out of college, right? They're not, you know, they're, they're, they're not as impressionable as guys, the free agents that we're talking about. They're not as impressionable as guys coming right out of college. These are guys that have been in the league. They've seen guys get paid. They've seen a lot of different things. You know, they, they know how important money is. Do, does that, does that message still resonate with older players or veteran players as it, as it would with like rookies just coming out of college? You know, it's such an interesting question because I feel like, you know, people make a little bit more out of it maybe than they should. I'll say it resonates, but it doesn't resonate when a guy is considering where he's going to sign necessarily, unless he has a connection or knows a guy. I, I think back to conversations I've had with Micah Hyde, where when he was making his, and granted, this is before the Bills, you know, turned things around, which tells you even more, right? Because he didn't really have anything to go on in that regard. And the Bills were a franchise that was kind of down and out um, when he signed in 2017. But what he told me is, and we've had this conversation a few times, is that when he's considering his free agent options, he doesn't really have time to sit there and say, oh, well, I wonder, let me go take a visit and see what this guy's, what Sean McDermott's all about, see what he has in mind for me on defense. Jordan Poyer, I've had a similar conversation with. They, it was kind of a situation where they were like, well, these guys are going to pay me more than anybody else wants to pay me at the moment. They, they're showing more interest. They seem to, they must have a vision for me. They didn't know exactly what that vision is, but when they got in the building, you know, it was a, a bit of a gamble, right? You're like, well, yeah. these guys want to pay me. Hopefully they have an idea of what they want to do with me. Mm -hmm. But I will say once guys get in the building, and it's not every veteran, it's not every free agent or every rookie, but once guys have gotten here, a lot of them have been glad that they did take that chance. You know, I think uh, if you, you're going to hear a lot of free agent press conferences and, and things like that over the next few weeks or whenever free agency does happen. And guys will talk about, you know, the family atmosphere and, and yada, yada, yada. I don't know if it's, I don't want to downplay that, but when they're making the actual decision, they're, ma they're making a business decision. It's when they get in the building that they realize, okay, I did make the right decision. It, it is, this is a place that fits me and, yeah. and something, you know, some place where I can, can maybe be the best version of myself, but they don't have a ton of time to pitch these guys or get a, even get a real feel because things happen so fast where it does help is you start to change your reputation as a franchise that resonates with agents who are influencing player decisions. It resonates with, you know, the more guys that come through the building and the more your reputation starts to spread, you know, guys in the league talk, right. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Micah Hyde knows a guy. And if you're trying to pitch him, he can get on the phone and say, Hey, trust me, like this is a good place to be. And you don't have that if the guys that you bring in don't authentically feel that way. And so they've certainly changed how 
this franchise is viewed. And uh, I think, you know, it's it's had a, a positive impact on the roster. Okay. Do you expect any flashy spending or, or big signing similar to the Mitch Morse signing we saw last season? Or do you expect more, you know, mid-level signings like most of what we've seen like the past three seasons to give the Bills depth? I think you'll see more of them playing in that middle tier and the, and the, the bottom tier. I mean, you know, I'm working on a piece right now of, of some bargain buys on the free agent market, which is always a bit of a guessing game, but the bills have been really good at that over the last few years. John Feliciano might have been their best free agent signing last year. And, you know, that sounds crazy, but people in the building, uh, you know, really liked what they got out of John Feliciano last year. I don't think anybody was talking about John Feliciano before free agency. Um, And even after they signed him, nobody was sitting there getting ready to buy their John Feliciano jersey. And he had a really, really good impact on that offensive line. And so you look at some, you know, you look at what happens in the next few weeks. And those are the guys to think about, the guys that are getting an opportunity to go from being a a backup to, um, you know, being a a starter. Uh, Or Quentin Spain, who signed late in free agency and started every game. Um, They do a good job in that, that area. They've gotten some good value, but I don't know. You might see one or two of the upper middle tier. Uh, I don't know that they're going to be set in the market at positions the way they did with Mitch Morse, but I wouldn't be surprised for a, a couple of you know decent-sized contracts and then a lot of playing around in that middle and, and bottom tier to find some value and, and then you know use the draft to, to beef up the rest of the roster. Okay, great. So you, you mentioned in an article that the Bills would like to upgrade in size at wide receiver. You know, and, and you mentioned in their wildcard playoff game against the Texans, um, six foot three inch Duke Williams had 10 targets that day, more than Beasley and Brown had. And now you just mentioned earlier how the free agent wide receiver class, you know, lacks that kind of, you know, uh, really upper echelon free agent wide receivers. And, and you just mentioned that they probably wouldn't go after those guys necessarily if they were available. But who are some guys? You mentioned Chase Claypool in the article. Who are some guys that the Bills might target in, in the draft? Yeah, they could go any number of, of directions at wide receiver. And I, I'm starting to expect them to go for two wide receivers in the draft, depending on how free agency goes, because the talent is so deep and they have room on their roster to have at least two new new faces competing. And I, I think when you talk about size, I had this conversation with Brandon Bean at the Senior Bowl about, you know, it can come in a lot of different ways. Uh, you know, we talked about Steve Smith, the Panthers receiver, who was all of, what, 5'8", five, 5'9", five, mm-hmm. but he was able to go up and make contested catches and be that that alpha dog on the outside that you want um, when the ball is in the air. And there's other guys who have been big but don't play big. Uh, so it's about finding the right type of player not being blinded by size but you know you mentioned chase claypool there's some people that talk about whether he's you know maybe a tight end or a wide receiver or some sort of hybrid those are the types of guys that that you want right the guys that can go up and get the football and have traits that present a mismatch problem for a defense t higgins is a popular name uh and one that that they like a bit they're down at clemson's pro day uh on mass right now and uh, probably getting a good look at him. Uh, another bigger, you know, guy that can win at the catch point. Uh, Michael Pittman Jr. 
uh, is a guy with some size uh, that I think, you know, they got a good look at it at the senior bowl. Uh, those are all guys that can uh, really go up and get the football. But then you look at like Jalen Rager from TCU, he can, he, he can go up and get the ball too. And he's not the biggest guy in the world, but he's strong and can do a lot of different things. So I think when I look at the need for a big receiver, I just look at Josh Allen's tendencies, right? And you talk about Duke Williams getting 10 targets in that playoff game. They didn't have a player other than really Duke Williams that was that go up and get it type of guy last year. And that cost them at times. You know, you can think of times where Cole Beasley didn't come up with a catch or John Brown at the end of the Ravens game, uh, you know, couldn't fight off Marlon Humphrey for that ball in the end zone. You know, having that type of guy, you can say that, oh, you don't want to get, you know, too carried away with size, which is true, uh, as I mentioned. But fact of the matter is Josh Allen, you know, tends to like throwing to those guys a little bit. So uh, I think giving him different types of weapons and guys that he can trust seems to be a a real focal point for this front office this offseason. And uh, I'm really curious to see what it what it means and who ends up in the building, because I think the wide receiver room, the pass catchers will have a, a different look to them, um, you know, and may than they than they did at the end of the season last year support for this show comes from sylvan learning as a parent you want your child to have every opportunity but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge that takes a team now more than ever educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference that's why parents have trusted sylvan learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year, at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. So you, you've talked about pass rushers in some articles. You mentioned, um, I believe that there's going to be a number of different defensive ends that are looking to be franchise tagged like Yannick Ngakwe, Matt Judon. And uh, so, I mean, there's, that leaves very few players left of that like upper tier. So, I mean, would the bills go after like a Jadavion Clowney level player or, or is that, is that again, you know, like who are some, I guess, who are some lower tier free agent defensive ends that the bills could take a look at? I'd be surprised if they took a swing at Jadavion Clowney, you know, they talk about not, um, spending in the deep end of the pool. I think that's what you're talking about with Jadavian Clowney, a potentially market setting defensive end. Same goes for, you know, the Yannick Ngakwe's and other guys up at the top. If you're looking in the middle tier, I think Robert Quinn is a guy that makes some sense, um, might come at a little bit of a discount. You know, you're not talking about spending 20 million per year on him. And He's still got something left in the tank. He's a little bit older, so you know he's going to be 30, but he gives them some speed that they don't necessarily have. Marcus Golden uh, is another one who 
hasn't seemed to be able to get that long-term contract that that he's looked for that big money deal but he's still a guy that continues to be productive he's exactly the type of guy they like to have in their locker room so he makes sense mario addison is another one another older guy but they're obviously very familiar with him from carolina uh spent a lot of time with him there he's another one that's their type of guy a lot of this is going to, you know, how much they're willing to spend, I guess, will depend what they do with Trent Murphy and Shaq Lawson. Those guys, you know, if Shaq Lawson gets away, you're probably not cutting Trent Murphy. But, you know, depending on it all depends on who they sign. That could become a real big need if uh, a few of those guys get away. So uh, there's some options in the middle tier, but the price of everybody goes up as guys get the franchise tag, guys like Gakwe and, um, and others who have who've been tagged, maybe Bud Dupree might get it. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it impacts the market in a lot of ways and impacts the market of, um, you know, the, the guys they have on their roster, like, like Shaq Lawson, who's going to be a free agent. Gotcha. So you recently wrote an article about Cody Ford potentially moving from right tackle to guard, and you spoke to three different offensive line coaches on the matter. I mean, in your opinion, do you think the Bills coaching staff even knows where to put him on the line or are they waiting until free agency in the draft pans out to see where, where Ford will be on that line? I think they have a, a pretty strong idea of where they want him, but they're keeping that as close to the vest as possible because it is largely dependent on what they do uh, in the in free agency in the draft, who they're able to add. Uh, and I, I think they also, people tend to, you know, and, and my reason for writing that story that I did this week wasn't so much to you know, answer the question of whether he should be a tackle or a guard, but it was more so to, you know, paint the picture of A, what it's like to move from tackle to guard, and B, why it's pretty valuable to have a guy that can even do it and can go back and forth if needed. And they've always valued that in uh, in in Cody Ford's game ever since, you know, the moment they drafted him. And so they do have a, a pretty good um handle for what he is as a player but they also value uh his versatility and his ability to move around and it provides them with some flexibility going into the offseason but it's certainly a big domino that needs to fall at some point for this offensive line as i think they're still going to be somewhat aggressive in retooling up front because they made a step forward last year but uh, they need to make another sizable one i think that's might be the spot where they could uh, really take help this offense take off quite a bit as if uh, they keep improving up front as they did a year ago. So there was talk in that in a recent article about the Bills being interested in running backs at the scouting combine. Um, they, it seems like a foregone conclusion that they're going to add a veteran running back to go along with TJ Yeldon. You know, I mean, who are some of the running backs you you think that they could look at um, in the draft to complement Devin Singletary? Yeah, there there's quite a bit in this draft. It's a, a pretty good draft for, for running backs. Uh, Cam Akers is one from Florida State uh, that I like quite a bit. He's uh, somebody that they showed some interest in. He's uh, He was a big-time recruit and, and has a lot of good tools. Uh, I think, you know, another guy that uh, I started to warm up to at the Combine was DJ Dallas from Miami, a, a powerful back that can kind of do everything. I don't think they're going to necessarily look for somebody that's different or completely different than Devin Singletary. I think you just need depth, uh, you know, without Frank Gore, even with Frank Gore, uh, the way he was playing towards the end of last season, 
and they didn't have a ton of faith, you know, with, you know, TJ Yeldon being in and out of, um, you know, the active lineup. So I think they just need depth. They need to keep, you know, adding some youth and depth to, to that depth, um, you know, that position uh, as they move on here. And I think this draft is a good draft to do it. I'm not talking about, um, you know, spending a, a top three round pick on, on the position, but they have a ton of picks on day three. So it makes sense to, to use one on, on a running back. Okay. Okay, great. So, you know, you, you've covered a ton of things in this interview. I really appreciate that. Something came up on social media that I wanted to ask you about. Um, Jordan Poyer's wife, Rachel Bush, recently mentioned in a tweet that was later deleted that Jordan may sit out if he's not paid. Um, now, we, we don't really know the complete context of that. I mean, have you heard anything on your end, like any rumblings that Poyer may sit out training camp or any part of the season if he's not extended? I haven't heard anything firm on that. Obviously, there's Rachel's tweet. Uh, Jordan Poyer was acting funny on Twitter last week as well. But uh, And at the Combine, there wasn't any news in terms of progress between the two sides on a contract. So I wouldn't rule it out, uh, but I'm certainly not you know, going to sit here and say that he's definitely going to do it. Uh, I think we're a little ways away from that uh, at this point, but it's a situation to watch because he's heading into the last year of a deal in which he is way underpaid and they have to make a decision on whether or not they're going to extend him and at what price. And he's not um, super young anymore. And so, um, you know, they have to think about a lot of those things and he's certainly well within his rights to want uh, more money and want a big deal on his next contract. But at the same time, uh, the Bills, you know, have to think about their long-term roster planning and where he fits. I think he's the most interesting of their contracts that they have coming up. You know, Deion Dawkins, Matt Milano, Trey White. I think, you know, you can feel pretty safe that most of those are going to get done at some point. Poyer's the interesting one because he's not as he's not as young as those guys entering his prime. He's a guy that they got on a really good value and you know, are they going to want to pay up and risk uh, him, you know, declining at some point during that contract? But the safeties have been sort of the lifeblood of their defense. So uh, it's a really interesting, uh, you know, discussion that they have to have with his reps at some point. And I wouldn't expect any of that to come until after the draft uh, and, you know, when things get settled down, um, because that's frankly when they have more time for doing those sort of things. Gotcha. You know, it's funny. I, I know that, you know, Joe B is a, is a big fan of Jaquan Johnson. And is it possible, I mean, just hypothetically, they want to see how well he acclimates to the system to see if they even need to extend Jordan Poyer? I mean, odds are, he. I, I guess, you know, just thinking out loud, he probably isn't going to be as good as Jordan, just because Jordan Poyer is that good. But do you think just looking at, you know, options behind him depth-wise that they might want to see how that plays out before they even try to extend him? They could. I mean, they could draft a safety yeah. at some point, right? They don't have a ton of depth there. And so, you know, there could be a, a situation where they, they bring somebody else in to back them up. Or like you mentioned, maybe that replacement's already on the roster. Or maybe they say, well, we found really good value with Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde. Let's go do it again. Okay. Um, mm -hmm. They've been pretty good about that with defensive backs. So uh, they're probably weighing a lot of different things as they consider um, exactly, you know, what they want to do. 
Um, and they have to also consider the fact that eventually they're hoping that Josh Allen will command a huge contract and take up a good chunk of their salary cap too. So um, it's a lot of long-term roster building strategy that, that goes into play with a decision like that. And certainly who his potential replacement could be is, is a big, big piece of that. Yeah, absolutely. So, so lastly, I want to leave you with this. I listen to the Buffalo beat podcast regularly. Um, I know you're looking for a sign off for the pod. You know, Joe always asks you if there's any sign off you have, but I also know you have an affinity for former Jaguars quarterback, Blaine Gabbert. So, you know, Monday is charged. <laughs> might I, might I suggest this as a sign off or something like this? Say something to the fact of maybe like Blaine Gabbert in Jacksonville in 2013, I'm out. I like it. Like Blaine Gabbert at basically every stop that he's ever been at, he's out. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. No, no, now I have a list. In case you didn't like that, Matthew, I have, you know, like Blaine Gabbert in, in San Francisco in 2016, I'm out. You know, like Arizona in 2017, and the Titans, you know, Tennessee in 2018. So there's there's multiple variations you can go with this. I just wanted to give you maybe a basic template to work off of. I like it. It's a it's versatile and it get, it fills the quota. It keeps the streak alive and gets us back on on the Blaine Gabbert train, which I think has been missing on the podcast. <laughs> Great. Great. Well, I know the Bills value versatility. It's good to hear that you guys value versatility in what you offer. Matthew, are there any promotions that are going on right now for people that aren't yet an athletic subscriber, but would like to be? Yeah. If you go to the athletic.com slash Buffalo beat, you can get 40% off your subscription. So, um, you know, you get access to the, we do a few subscriber-only podcasts once in a while, and then obviously all of the written content across the whole network—not just uh, Bills and Sabers, but you know every team across every major league, all the national writers. So a uh, lot of fun stuff going on over there, and um, you know you can get in the door at forty percent off. Yeah, that's great. I know. I know. I'm only really usually just like a big Bills fans. You know, I don't follow the Sabers as much or other teams, but I know you guys have it covered there and the draft with Dane Brugler is really interesting stuff as well. Um, and you know, I've, I've heard your subscriber only podcast where you've interviewed guys like Dawson Knox and Christian Wade and stuff like that. And Tim Graham. And, uh, it's really worth it. So Matthew, where can they, f they can find all of your work, obviously at the athletic Buffalo, um, with Joby, Tim Graham and, um, Lindsay Darkangelo. Um, where can folks find you on social media? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Matthew Fairburn, uh, just how it's spelled or just how it sounds, uh, M-A-T-T-H-E-W-F-A-I-R-B-U-R-N. Oh, great. Well, you know, appreciate it. It's been a pleasure to speak with you again and talk bills. And thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate it. Oh, thanks for having me. So I hope you enjoyed the interview with Matthew Fairburn of The Athletic. Um, make sure that today especially and in the you know, in the next few days in general, if you are on Twitter, first of all, you should follow us if you're on Twitter at CTW pod, like circling the wagons pod. But in actuality, you really should be following Adam Schefter and Ian Rappaport on Twitter. Um, I believe it's just at, at Adam Schefter and at uh rap sheet and make sure that you turn on alerts for all of their tweets. Like every single tweet that they tweet out or retweet is important today and the, the next few days. So uh, especially today, because you will hear rumors on everything happening in the NFL, no matter where, whether it's for the Buffalo Bills or it's for the Jets or the Dolphins or the Patriots or whoever else, you know, you're, you're going to see a lot of different things happening from those two guys specifically. Uh, 
So also make sure that you uh, stay tuned to the Buffalo Rumblings podcast network as there will be updates daily, depending on rumors, signings, all the uh, regular episodes that you have, you know, the Q&A podcast with Matt Warren, uh, the Nick and Nolan show, Breaking Buffalo Rumblings with Anthony Marino, the Believe podcast with with uh, John and Jamie. And, you know, there's just a lot of going to be a lot of great content out there. And especially, you know, I mentioned the podcast network, please check out buffalorumblings.com because they will have live up to up to the minute articles on things going on within free agency, either rumor wise, there, there's a whole tab dedicated to not only signings, but rumors and, and contracts and stuff like that. So it's it is a great resource. If you're looking for a one-stop shop for everything Buffalo Bills, you have our podcast network, and you obviously have buffalorumblings.com, one of the best sites out there, if not the best site out there for um, up-to-the-minute news and uh, Bills analysis. So going to give a quick plug for our T Public store. If you go to tpublic.com slash stores slash ctwpod and use the promo code GOBILLS, you will get 30% off everything on our store. So you will get a chance. We have obviously, you know, our Circling the Wagons podcast logo, but our more popular shirts include the Josh Allen jumping over the haters shirt, our Sean McDermott trust the process shirt. And I mean, we have, we have our, just our regular circle, the wagons. Um, I'm going to be uploading a new uh, Buffalo versus everybody t-shirt design today. So check all of these out for 30% off. Use the promo code GOPEBILLS at tpublic.com slash stores slash ctwpod. That's tpublic.com slash stores slash ctwpod. The ctwpod is just like our Twitter handle, our Facebook handle, our Instagram handle. And in fact, um, on Instagram, just recently received uh, a message, a DM from one of our listeners, Jason, and wanted to, he wanted to get a shout out to his mom. And, uh, First of all, I appreciate anyone that reaches out to us through any form of social media. I can't get to everyone, but really appreciate any, appreciate everyone that does that does reach out to us. Uh, Jason writes out, he said, hey guys, wondering if you could do a shout out for my mom, possibly the newest member of Bill's Mafia, when you talk about the Josh Norman signing. Now, we didn't talk a ton about the Josh Norman signing because that's what happens in the middle of the week. The, the rest of our you know, network on Buffalo Rumblings... Uh, the podcast network here, they do a great job of analyzing that and breaking that down. As soon as there's a signing like that, someone like Nick or Anthony or Bruce will come on and talk about it. And in this case, Bruce did a really good, or no, it was Nick. <laughs> Sorry, Nick. Nick did a really good uh, breakdown of that signing. And uh, so Jason continues, my mom has always loved Josh Norman and was more excited when he signed with the Skins, because my whole family is Redskins fans except for me. But my mom has always made sure that I was never short of Bill's gear. And now that her favorite player has signed on with us, it's time to return the favor. Welcome to Bill's Mafia. The jersey is in the mail. So want to shout out to obviously Jason, but Jason's mom too. Hey, any anyone that we can convert to Bill's Mafia is you you are always welcome with open arms and honestly Jason's mom now's the time to do it because after this year the Bills make a Super Bowl run there is going to be a lot of people jumping on that bandwagon so you got in just in time we're we're happy to have you and uh you know appreciate you reaching out to us Jason one of our loyal listeners and followers for some time now and uh speaking of our T public store Jason's last uh Instagram post is one of him wearing the Josh Allen jumping over the haters shirt so, want to do a couple of giveaways for 
uh, our podcast. Now's the, now's the best time to do it. We are giving away one more Donovan McNabb signed footballs from our friends over at the Del Lago Casino and Resort. And if you are new to our podcast, this is the first time you're listening to us, you're wondering, how can I get something that you're giving away? Because I feel like we're giving away something every podcast. Luckily, I f- I'm not made of money, by the way. I'm definitely not. But I found a place that I can get some cheaper auction stuff. So, I mean, I can only get so much of this stuff. And I figured, well, I find some good deals. I'm going to extend them on to you, the listeners, because I appreciate all you guys listening and all you do for us and the support that you guys give us and help us do whatever we do. And so I want to reward you for that whenever I can. And so we have a signed autographed Donovan McNabb football that I'd love to give away. We already gave uh, one of them away before. We gave the Bruce Smith autograph football away. So let's give away another Donovan McNabb signed football. And if you're wondering how you can get something that's autographed or signed or anything that we give away on our podcast, you just have to go over to iTunes, leave us a five-star review, just mention us somewhere within the podcast, you know, the, the review. And then, you know, I mean, I don't care if you mention every other podcast along with us, just as long as we're mentioned once so that I know that you want to be part of this, part of these giveaways or whatever. So there have been, you know, geez, well over a hundred uh, people have done that. So appreciate all you guys. Hope that, you know, all of you guys get a chance to win something. I don't know if I have that much money to, you know, get that many autographed items, but you know, I'll, I'll try, I'll do my, do the best I can. So um, the winner this week is going to be Capello Mafia 80. That's Capello. Is it Capello Mafia 80? C-A-P-P-E-L-L-O Mafia 80. So if, if that, if this is you, you're listening to this podcast, which you have to listen, by the way, you cannot, <laughs> I'm not going to go find you. You have to listen to us and let me know, give me your address, give me your address, and I'll ship it off to you as soon as I can. Um, obviously things are pretty crazy right now and have been for quite some time. So um, I'll send it out as soon as I can. But um, if, if that is you and you're on social media, you can message us over social media. You can email us if you're not on social media, ctwpod at gmail.com and get a hold of us there. So Capello Mafia 80, um, let us know uh, what your address is and we will shoot you over this Donovan McNabb signed football. Also, we are if, you're, if you aren't following us on Twitter, please do it. We're at ctwpod and we're doing a Levi Wallace jersey giveaway there. So for some reason you're not, go to our timeline, follow us, scroll down to our the post where I have the Levi Wallace signed uh, jersey giveaway for him, uh, for the Bills picking up his option, his exclusive rights free agent option this past week. And I think we have like maybe like 200 retweets right now. You have a chance to get in and get a, get a chance to win that Levi Wallace jersey again. I will send that one to you guys uh, when you win. And also we're doing another giveaway, which I'm going to do right now. Since John Brown was one of the prize free agent signings that we had last season, I am going to give away another John Brown signed Jersey came across one just recently and wanted to give one away to our listeners. So man, three giveaways in one podcast. This is unprecedented. It probably won't happen again. If we're, if we're being honest, it probably won't happen again. So take advantage of it now while you can enjoy it. And uh, the winner of that one is Smith the Fifth. So Smith the Fifth, if you left us a review on Apple Podcasts, email us, like I mentioned, ctwpod.gmail.com or find us on social media. Let us know who you are. I will send you out that John Brown signed autographed jersey. 
So again, follow us on Twitter. I'm doing another giveaway this week because I know it's a big week for free agency. A lot of people are going to be, you know, in and around Twitter seeing what the Bills are going to be doing. So follow us there. We're going to, you know, do a few things there. And uh, again, want to really thank Matthew Fairburn of The Athletic for coming on again. Guy's a class act. He has a ton of knowledge. I love the Buffalo Bee podcast. I'm sure if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably already listening to that podcast. But if not, you definitely should be. Him and Joe B do a great job on that to really break down everything from, you know, an insider media standpoint. So, uh, you know, tune in. Follow him at, at Matthew Fairburn on Twitter. All right. So that's it for me, Nate. Go Bills. Stay safe out there. And we'll talk to you guys next week after the Bills sign a boatload of free agents. Thank you for listening to the Circling the Wagons podcast. Download and subscribe to us in your favorite podcast service. Email us at ctwpod at gmail.com. That's Charlie Tango Whiskey Pod at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at ctwpod. And most importantly, Go Bills! Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills.